previously on the Project Umbrella podcast. Um, possible scenario is this uh, Final Fantasy VII remake might open a floodgate in Capcom for, to do two and three. Oh no! Yeah, I thought it looked beautiful. The lighting. Yeah, but Code Veronica looked very, very bland in its original incarnation, whereas Resident Evil 2 and 3 still look fine now, I think. At least according to Project Umbrella, it's the Federation of Pharmaceutical Companies, but I will accept the English translation, so... The only time they've really fucked that up is, is with Jake, you know, the, the shoehorn in Weskerson. Yeah. And welcome to episode 31 of the Project Umbrella podcast, where all our targets are stalked by someone called Mr. X, and we're wondering if the Umbrella Corporation would make good use of the 160,000 illegal migrants in Europe right about now. I'm Nick, better known as Neptune. Let's see who's joining us on the podcast today. He took his title as Caped Crusader far too seriously and tried to invade Bradford. It's Batman. Hello. He has one muscular arm bigger than the other. For all that practice, it stars Tyrant. No, no. Not brains, 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 but sheep, sheep, sheep. As the undead would say in New Zealand, it's Rombie. Hello. George Trevor by name, or at least that's what he keeps telling his doctor, it's George Trevor. Hi there. Coming up on this podcast, we have a lot of news, gentlemen. We have a lot of news to get through. We will have a tiny bit of site news as well as the end. And we have two main discussions. We've got a sub-discussion of Resident Evil Zero HD, which has recently been announced as part of this uh, Origins HD collection. And then our main discussion of the evening will be surrounding the recently announced Resident Evil 2 remake opinions pending. We have at least one MP3 call-in, and we of course finish off with Neptune's Biohazard quiz. So, without further ado, let's crack on with the news. So the first bit of news, obviously, is the uh, Resident Evil 2 announcement. We won't talk about too much of it now, because we're going to have a whole session over it. So just to uh, forewarn everyone, that's what the main discussion is. But is everyone fairly happy? You know, Did we see it coming? I didn't, to be honest, because I thought they've experimented with Dark Side Chronicles and Operation Raccoon City, and that had put paid to any uh, potential remake. I can't describe how venomously against the idea I am. <laughs> You're gonna have to. Yes. yes. Um, well, we'll get into that in the main. Bulk. We shall. Um, we shall. And the, uh, the second game announcement is Biohazard Origins Collection. As mentioned just a moment ago, that's a retail package version of both the wonderful remake HD and the soon-to-be-released Zero HD remake on the same disc. This is a worldwide release on January the 19th, 2016, and again we'll get to people's views on that. At the moment, only been announced for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Now this is the sort of news I like, gentlemen. This is good news. To be able to have 
the remake, particularly on the PS4 on disc, is uh, very nice. If you like having the tangible object like I do, as opposed to digital fantastic yeah, always. It's still not quite the definitive version because the PC wins that with the audio issues corrected through modding, but other than that, it is the best. So, as I said, we'll get to that in a minute. So the first bit of actual news, Capcom are collaborating again with Universal Studios Japan to release yet another version of one of their escape rooms. It's Biohazard The Escape 2. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's had the pleasure of going to the first one, but a second one is due, and that will be running from the 15th of January 2016 until the 26th of June. Next bit of news. Who likes musicals? <laughs> that's, a, that's a curveball. It, <laughs> yes, we have Biohazard the Stage. Obviously, there's been a huge demand for, you know what I want when I watch Resident Evil? I want a musical version of this. So we're having some weird, possibly canon storyline involving Chris and Piers sent to investigate and meet up with Rebecca Chambers. It's all accompanied in a live musical orchestral movement in the dark. Mm. and A musical episode worked for Buffy. It, so. it did. I, it was a very good episode. I, I read it had something to do with Australia and then there was a bunch of comments about zombie kangaroos or something. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I don't know. And koalas. Uh, <laughs> makes sense, I guess. Well, yes. Inevitably. This is running between October 22nd and November the 1st in Tokyo, Japan. And you can go to www.biohazard-stage.com for more information if that tickles your taste buds. It's got Rebecca in it, hasn't it? Yes. Yes, it has. Oh, my God. So that's why people are, I, I say, quasi-interested in whether this is um, re- you know, relevant to any type of storytelling. In the... Has it not got the blowcoat confidential report in it as well? <laughs> not, not... <laughs> not quite. It's got a chap called Tyler, so unless he's... To be honest, Ark Thompson would be a perfect fit. You know, since musicals at their very nature involve, like, monologues, mm-hmm. and, and no one does a good monologue better than Ark Thompson. <laughs> Absolutely. More news concerning Biohazard 7. Now, I'm not sure if anyone saw this. I, I had a good look. The concept art, alleged concept art, should we say, Biohazard 7, has been released. Uh, this was on NeoGAF. The kind of the stuff with the Nazi-esque theme. There was certainly them. a Nazi-esque theme, wasn't there, with all the colours ah. and all the um, all the, the symbolism, very reminiscent of... I'm not, I'm not doing the standards of the art sort of disservice, but I, I thought that was fan art. I didn't realise it was 100% official for RE7. I mean, even if it's concept, it's just concept. That's that's basically what it comes to. It'd be more interesting if it is true because it's like this idea that maybe something is being potentially more outsourced out of the usual channels. I mean, they do outsource uh, sometimes for other games. So, but to do it at like a Western kind of developer could be someone a company there has pitched an idea. It did look a bit like Natalie Corded, and it kind of had that vibe going on. And it's interesting; it has been removed by the chap who uh, who did it or posted it so whether it was designed just to get people excited to remind people that Biohazard 7 is coming I don't, I don't know so so did anyone have any other thing they wanted to mention about these concept art any views I don't think there's a lot you can take from it really um, I'm not even convinced that it's Chris and a female character in it you know because some people are saying it's Chris and Jill but then if you look the girls wearing like cowboy boots which you know a lot of people think you know it could be Claire instead and, and the male just, certainly wasn't pumped and, up it wasn't Chris, yeah. Chris steroid Redfield that we know no. No, so I don't really think there's a lot. And I don't, you know, has it been 100% confirmed to be official or is it just a bit of speculation and crossing the dots? We shall see. (laughs) 
Further news comes from the wonderful world of the internet with the Biohazard 20th anniversary website has now gone live. You can visit that at capcom.co.jp forward slash biohazard20 forward slash JA and that builds up to the exact 20th anniversary of Biohazard which is on March the 22nd next year. Perhaps some, a huge remake release could coincide with that date. Do you, oh. Quite early, I, I appreciate, but you never know. I mean, I, I, I'm very much in the camp of people that think that that Facebook announcement was completely irrelevant oh, yeah. in relation to the actual development. So unless someone says we do, do we actually know how long that game has been in development, you know, prior to that Facebook announcement? Because it could have it been over a year. I don't have any inside info. There's no, no idea. The turning point for the series has been released. At the has it really? Explain, next. elaborate yeah. further, Freestar Siren. Oh no, we're going to get into it in a bit, and then I'll tell you how much I'm really excited. It doesn't to have a title. It doesn't have the name. It doesn't have the yeah. name in yeah, it. Though. Have you noticed? It, yeah, I'd I mean, say for, for everyone that's yeah. unaware, the last bit of news anyway. Um, we're not going to dwell too much on this. Is the recently announced Biohazard Umbrella Corpse. Well, no, it's not. No, no, wait, wait. Can I correct you? Not bar has it. Umbrella Corps. Because I've gone through the press. They're, yeah, yeah. Oh, in, in, is I it think in, uh, in the Asian market, it's going to have the biohazard branding. Ah, oh, I was in my little I world think... of denial. I must say, someone in um, someone in Capcom has geniusly named this title because Umbrella Corpse just really does imply it is dead on arrival, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just just when like, just when you think, and I and I embarrassingly said in a previous podcast, this is a year of healing, and Capcom can just remind me in one go we can just go right back to where we fucking were this time last and the year. year before. <laughs> And the year before, and 2012, we learned nothing. I did take a little heart in the fact that if you look at the Facebook, the, the announcement on Facebook, the overwhelming response is obviously very negative. But it's you know it's not all kind of embittered, grumpy four-year-olds like me. There's a lot of like young people, you know, literally teenagers and twenty-somethings that that are, are referencing old-school survival horror, saying that was as their preference. And in fact, the only positive responses I saw were just people saying, "Chill out, it doesn't say Resident Evil. It's not a Resident Evil game." So no, I mean at least the response has been, you know, it'd be so depressing surely if there was a, if we were sitting here feeling like we do in you know sitting you know in a corner while the whole other rest of the community you know is celebrating because i can't see anyone who is still sell millions <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> the worst part is just the association they're like here it's the 20th anniversary and we're gonna make this title and it has nothing to do with what came beforehand it's like how's there not any understanding of that disconnect that's an absolute i mean go back to 2000 I mean, go back to 2001 when it was the fifth anniversary. You know, you got Code Veronica X, you got Wesker's Report, you got loads of packs. Was it the fifth? Mm, Yeah, it was the fifth. It was kind of interesting because at that time, it didn't feel like much of a celebration either. By then, four was supposed to have come out and then they got delayed and kind of the re-release of Code Veronica was supposed to kind of make it. Didn't they announce the remake as part of the fifth anniversary celebrations? No, that came, well, it was during the year, but it wasn't associated. It was in September 2001. I mean, you see the trailer, it was just a mindfuck of boredom. (laughs) Have you seen the gameplay footage released today? Like The the animation for the walk-in is so bad, it just looks literally like you're just sliding along a conveyor. It's just, uh, it's, it's woeful. I don't even know why they've called it Umbrella Corpse either, because it's nothing to do with Umbrella. It can't, like, as a, as a title. I mean, you I see, see the logos yeah. all over the place, but it's, like, it's set in the modern day. It's like, well, hang on, wait, the company stopped existing, like, eight, nine, ten, eleven years earlier, depending on when it's set, like, 
how do they still exist? What is the relevance? I don't. Can um, we hold in any light that it is a complete spin-off with no relevance? It's completely non-canon entry. Well, I would say in some ways that is even more insulting because it means like precious resources are just being completely wasted on something that the community has just about written off already. You know, and Capcom are going to be going into the next few months continuing to waste resources when they could be doing all sorts of cool stuff. In fairness, though, there might be. I mean, this is just a budget digital-only PS4 title, so I'm sure yeah, they're PS4, working on PC. other stuff. But I would sooner see all the money that's being spent on this game just, like, do a bloody upscaled port release yeah, not, of Outbreak, you know, and have the online it's actually all up and running. You know, sure that the cost of a server and a quick upscale would be cheaper than this fully-fledged digital title that they're releasing. I'm kind of at a loss a bit because, you know, we're so um, disconnected from Capcom in the sense that there's been no press statement or no developer you know, with any explanation as to why this very specific type of game, you know, we're kind of left just wondering why, and, and, and uh, you know, other than the obvious, presumably, these types of online combat only fast-paced games are, you know, raking in the yen in Japan, and, and you know, Capcom are just recouping past massive financial losses, you know, with just by, you know, selling souls and just producing this, you know, this cash-risk game. I mean, would you expect that almost entirely everyone who buys this game will have very little to do with maybe past resonance evil games or, or have absolutely no concern with the series canon or the story it, you know it, it will just be like a Call of Duty crowd well I don't even think it's that because it's the problem I've seen people that kind of play those games say this doesn't really look appealing to me at all either so <laughs> it kind of doesn't make any sense that's the problem the biggest problem I think with it I think it has no target audience because it's a poor man's kind of Call of Duty style game and you know to be honest you've got things like um, you know like the Last of Us multiplayer mode is a really good way of how to do this sort of monsters and squad-based gameplay and all that. But that's only a fraction of a much bigger title, whereas to try and launch... I mean, who's going to buy this? Because the, the Resident Evil fans who are invested in the story aren't, no. and the people who like the multiplayer stuff, they've got yeah. far better options. When you said that, Sean, I was just thinking in my head, like the silent majority, just silent, you know, guys of a certain age in their just rooms on their laptops, you know, just playing this for six hours a day, just but playing what's this what's game. What's its USB? <laughs> you know, what's going to get people ah. playing it when, as you said, there's much better options if you're, if you're into yeah. shooters, which I'm not. But if there are going to be people, why would they want to play this? You know, particularly with them scrubbing the uh, name yeah. off certain territories. You know, like at least Operation Raccoon City had the name to sort of carry it. And, you know, in the Raccoon City thing, the whole Raccoon City aspect, even if the city was represented very badly in the game, mm. it still gave people the sort of feeling that, oh, you know, cool, I'm going to be with a squad battling zombies in Raccoon City, you know. And Whereas, what draw is this? It's just, oh my God, it's just, you know, even through some of the, like, the worst decisions that come out of Hollywood... <laughs> for example you can always sort of sometimes see that you know there's been a, an exec in a studio somewhere thinking I've got a really good idea we'll do a Han Solo origin film because we can you know use the name of Han Solo to sell the product whereas this it's just there's no, there's no unique selling point it's not even relying on the IP it's just, I, I, just I, nonsense I, I, uh, I saw something earlier today where someone made a comment and I never thought I'd agree with it but I was like well that actually kind of would work they would have had better chance if they had made this connected to the movie universe yeah, and yeah. The concept, the last film with the underground bases based on different environments and like, you know, troops and Red Queen and all that sort of stuff would make way more sense than 
what they've released and it's, you know what it actually, it actually, what <laughs> and actually i was like was. wow i never thought i'd actually agree with that is this too sophisticated it's also too far out there a, a thought for capcom that this is a very cheaply produced budget game sort of a, as one last test of the water before re7 you know they might have two very different scenarios for re7 planned which one do they go with which you know which development team you know the revelations to survival horror team or the re6 team and they're looking to see you know if, if the dollars come and if this game sells well re7 will have a more combat orientated gameplay i don't know I mean, it could just be a hanger-on left over from, yes. you know, a while ago. It probably it could have been the original sequel to Operation Raccoon City or something. And when they realised oh. things like the remake were more popular, they've already invested a certain amount of cash into this project. So oh, now I took it out anyway. Oh, I know. I feel so much better, Sean. Because there was a sequel rumoured for ages, wasn't there? That mm. there was a, a sequel to Operation Raccoon City. And, it, and I think it's fairly obvious that this is it. Well, yeah. there was discussion about the company that made the first one starting work on the second one pretty much straight away, but then that got scuttled pretty quick. But I don't know if that was supposed to be in-house or not. Like, they decided to scuttle it because they were planning on doing it themselves instead of outsourcing it again. There was also a, another game that was rumoured to be coming on Wii U called Resident Evil BioWatch. That was, that was it. Yeah, and that never saw the light of day. So I, I wonder if, as you said, this is all remnants from a yesteryear that they feel we may as well release it because... It will cost us too much not to. I think it's interesting uh, point about the future direction still. I mean, I, I came to the realization. You think about it in terms like as far as this 20th anniversary goes, and the modern series. If you say it started at four, like the way the games have kind of evolved, that's more than 10 years from that. I mean, the traditional series only lasted just short of nine years. So with modern, fast-paced, more action for more than a decade, it's kind of a scary thought. Right, well, that concludes our news. But we do have some site news. Only brief. Uh, this comes through from myself, from the uh, Facebook pages of Project Umbrella. Everyone will be pleased to know that episode 21 of the Project Umbrella podcast, which is the infamous uh, Gaiden vidcast, has been re-uploaded to YouTube for your viewing pleasure. Once more, you can relive the experience of going to Bristol and meeting George Trevor face-to-face. It's something that will live forever with us. <laughs> so yes, if you want to see George Trevor, myself and Batman in the flesh, you can relive episode 21, uh, which caused a lot of controversy at the time. We've uploaded that to YouTube, and I've also uploaded episode 0 uh, of the first series of the Project Umbrella podcast. So you can kind of listen slash watch that if you so wish. Also, it is available on the Project Umbrella website. I may, as time goes on, just continue to upload some of the, the classic episodes for everyone. Is there any? <laughs> I say classic with inverted commas. Classic in the sense that they're old, not necessarily for quality. We'll let you listeners be the judge of that. So that does conclude all the news. So we'll now move on to our secondary discussion, our sub-discussion, if you like, of the announcement of Biohazard Zero HD. began as a simple investigation of some bizarre murders in the suburbs of Raccoon City. Nothing in our training could ever have prepared us for the nightmare that ensued. What's going on? Engine failure. Emergency landing. A train? Cohen 
Who's controlling the train? She's just a rookie, a member of STARS. <gasps> Resident Evil Zero. So, as everyone knows, the Origins game and Zero HD has been announced, and we've had a little tidbit of information. I think we should go straight on and knuckle down with Wesker mode. And, yes. <laughs> because, you know, to get that out of the way, and then we can have a, a quick hope for um, Zero HD. Inevitably, I suspect, when it is released next year, we will have a main podcast on it, because there'll be lots to talk about on whether they make any uh, improvements to the game overall and accessibility and things like that. So this is just a short discussion, if you like, on what we've seen so far. So we'll start with Wesker mode. We'll start with Rombi. I honestly don't mind. I think the game itself is probably the title with the least amount of extras, so it's not surprising that we're going to add something. The content's obviously not canon. It's just silly. And if it's the whole game, it's just an extra way to play through the game. It's not any different than some of the extra modes to me from the remake, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, slightly positive at least. Uh, <laughs> Batman? Um, I don't know. I think it's a bit daft, but like like Romby said, it's yeah. it's fairly harmless, isn't it? But obviously they've put a little bit of effort into it because it sounds like they've hired DC Douglas as well. So mm. I don't see why they couldn't have potentially tried to do something with like the beginning scenario mm. out of Umbrella Chronicles instead. Oh yeah, they could have done a, a, a miniature remake. I'd have been fantastic. And I don't understand why it has to be the RE5 Wesker. I don't know. Because he says he's powered by Ouroboros, but there's no Ouroboros features in him. He's now got laser eye vision. (laughs) (laughs) Stars turn. It just, just, honestly, the thing is, because we've had quite a good year with the remake and Revelations 2, everything where it feels like we're regressing now just hurts even more. Again, it's a little bit what I just said about Umbrella Corpse. It's just a waste of resources for something no one wants, no one asked for. All they'd have had to do is, like Batman just said, just tailoring a neat little sort of respin of the beginning scenario from Umbrella Chronicles. You've got DC Douglas, he could record the dialogue, it could be just a really awesome little side game, but now we have to have this fucking awful, (laughs) stupid thing of laser-eyed Weskers and mind control Rebecca, and like, oh, you know, it's just, oh my god, it's... uh, (laughs) It just hurts. (laughs) They're just chipping away at my sanity this this month. Capcom have. I reckon DC Douglas would have been quite happy to revisit Beginnings, because it was his first Ferrar, isn't it, into Wesker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he would have been quite happy to um, set the record straight. And the problem with things like this is you are going to get, and I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but complete fucking idiots thinking that it's going to be <laughs> canon. <laughs> no. You you so you well. wait till we get yeah. the first fucking posts where people are thinking, "Yo, guys, this is canon. Am I right?" I'm not. I'm not going to name and shame him. I almost had someone. Well, I had someone the other day almost suggesting that when uh, I I basically slagged it off from the point of view that obviously this isn't canon, and, and I got a response from someone who said, um, "No, no, no, it can be because I, my reference obviously was the fact that how are you going to have you know Baddie Wesker with with Goody Rebecca? How are they going to work together?" And it was, "Oh, no, 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 it's fine because Rebecca's." controlled in the same way Jill was so you know <laughs> so uh, so yeah so yeah contextually it works fine because he's got to undermine control it's set in the training facility <laughs> it's just a costume change isn't it it's really effectively the same as going through the game with a different costume on and extra power abilities of yeah. I was going to say it'd be interesting because he's got like his super speed doesn't he and it'd be interesting to see how that works with the camera angles because do we know is it exactly going to be exactly the same route so he's effectively just taking over the, the Billy role they haven't said. Because if it's a completely different 
well not if it's a slightly different journey narrative if it is maybe wesker's journey could they do that i'm not sure content wise it doesn't seem possible but they could try the one advantage they have with this option that they didn't have with the remake is obviously any further additional scenes are going to require getting the voice actors back as you say they've got it with dc douglas so i think they've got further scope than they had in the past haven't they I'll be surprised if it's the full game. I think it'll be like, you know, escape from the training facility mode. I think it'll be a level-based thing. Escape from the train, escape from the training facility. I can't see how it would work if it's uh, if Wesker like essentially t- takes the place of Billy. And a time-based thing, because I was thinking also with those extra, you know, Euroburst powers, he's going to be pretty much invincible against all the kind of the combat he comes up against. So maybe that, that extra difficulties with, with the time challenge. I just think it's such a way, again, a kind of missed opportunity, as you would say, George. It's, you know, if they want to actually get a lot of Resident Evil fans to rebuy it, because that's essentially what they're asking us to do with the HD upgrade, they could have taken the opportunity to maybe flesh out Wesker's story behind the scenes, either make remake beginnings, they would have had a lot of the assets ready to go, or, because there is still some loose ends with Zero, like the Enrico, how he randomly appeared there, quite how Enrico got to the master elevator, and then got randomly up the elevator to the marshalling yard, and then somehow made his way to the Spencer Mansion. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was obviously said at the time of the game's release, wouldn't it have been fantastic if, yeah, if we'd seen Enrico's journey to the mansion, and that offered to us now as an additional mode with the re-release. It could so have been could, done. could have done that. Exactly, I don't see why not. Instead, so, Some of the decision-making is it, this month from Capcom has been so bad, I am surprised mm. they haven't got Milijokovic in a Alice game mode for the no. game. Yeah. It was time, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, 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 yeah. They're probably yeah, listening right now. <laughs> so I, I suppose that's the, the negative, but the positive, of course, is that we are getting an HD remake, or an HD re-release, if you like, of one of the last classic games. And it does look great. It does. The upscale is much yeah. better than the remake, I think, and I was quite pleased with the remake. They've re-rendered everything properly this time, haven't they? Yeah, it looks really yeah. good. Or it's 3D environments, again, yeah. a bit of acid. I mean, like you say, that's certainly something to definitely focus on. We can kind of nitpick and criticise a particular mode, because it is, it's absolutely ridiculous that Yoruba's powered Wesker going through the training facility particularly for the, the ones like us that hold some of the canon dear and can think back in the past when we were arguing you know all those Resident Evil Zero theories but um, yeah the, the fact of the matter is a year ago you know who would have thought we were getting this remade it's fantastic I say it's not something to dwell on but you know you, you get like leech mode or whatever it's called you know they're irrelevant that's not canon that's just a bit of fun the original mercenaries wasn't canon either but it is subsidiary to the main game which you know isn't bad uh, it's it's always had a bit of a mixed uh, reaction really and it'd be interesting to see how how we compare it to to the old game on the old kind of tv now upscaled fully hd surround sound and god knows what and how atmospheric you know how it'd be able to feel or whether we'll still have the same issues that it's it's not quite as good as it should be. Well, I think it will certainly benefit from the HD in the sense that, for me, Resident Evil is kind of the opposite for me of Resident Evil 5. Resident Evil 5 had the most fantastic story, particularly relating to so much in the past that I didn't think it would do. The, the gameplay was, I felt, alien to what the, the series should be. Whereas I love the gameplay of Zero, but, you know, we've got that horrendous story with it. It still remains one of my favourite games in the series, Zero. And I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the developer videos they've released. I think it was the last one they were talking about some of the scrapped concepts. And um, mm-hmm. originally Billy was supposed to be much more ambiguous with the potential to turn on Rebecca towards the end of the game. And what would have made it a lot more grounded was there was originally not going to be a Queen Leech at all. And all right. another concept they had was that Wesker was going to be picking off Bravo team one by one with a sort of trained B.O.W. he had. 
which eventually evolved into the Eliminator in the final game. Oh. Ah. I mean, I'm getting a bit tired of hearing past concepts that Capcom have for games that, for me, sound absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, I had, to, I had all this with Resident Evil 4 and what that could have been. The problem I always have with Zero is the fact that it's not the game that it promised it was going to be. Yeah, but from the start, from the very start, I mean, it's funny that the dialogue comes in and it asks questions and then it says it's going to answer these questions. It doesn't answer any of those. No. I mean, for me, I don't know with you guys, my God, I was quite new to the series and so enthusiastic about Zero and, and put it on my GameCube. And my heart just sank the minute that opera singing started. Part of it, the developers' video as well, that's kind of interesting, it's kind of those discussions that came up with is, is the idea of not doing the same thing. And I kind of understand it at the time. It was a platform choice. It was trying to not be the same as the other games that had really come out around the time of 99-2000 so yeah. which obviously it was planned at the time and so it's kind of it, it makes a lot of sense the decisions made it's not a bad choice that they decided not to go that way for me they had such a rich backstory to work with and they just seemed to pluck these odd almost eccentric ideas out of the blue I mean am I right to think James Marcus was a, a character created for Zero when obviously they could have had Spencer or even Ashford well Marcus was always there because he was mentioned in the um, X-Files yeah the X-Files files from re2 in 1998 oh nice i didn't know yeah. well 99 they were playing four zero so he was obviously yeah. part designed at that stage uh, yeah i mean the concepts go back to late 98 some of the artwork but we've, we've talked about it before haven't we how it's a it's a fractured game zero and it's going to be very interesting to see how it's it's going to get received i've said before that the, the item system alone is one of the biggest yeah. hurdles for most people i think they've learned their own story when you mentioned this before rombie i didn't quite understand i was thinking obviously i mean as a survival horror fan i mourn the loss of the item boxes but i thought that for a newer i don't know want of a better word lazier audience they're going to be very happy with the fact that you can just drop something somewhere and pick it up again in some ways lots of people always like that but i also think the way it's done and the end result is not the easiest because you can get halfway across the game map and then realise oh that item I particularly need I left and you have to oh, backtrack yeah. and backtrack and backtrack and backtrack it kind of almost needed a system where you couldn't progress too far past a certain building or a certain section without having the key items you needed even if the game had to prompt you to take them it probably would have been a better system unfortunately that kind of may lead to a lot of frustration for some people going oh, it's such a clunky system I yeah. kind of would rather have the item boxes at least I could just go to the closest item box and pull it out. Or... But overall, I can't wait for it. I still maintain the train section is one of the best levels, if you like, in the entire series. And yep. the training facility is just dripping with atmosphere. You know, the locations might not be as memorable as the likes of the mansion and Raccoon City, but I think they're far more atmospheric. You know, the church, the lake, the little details you find in everything. You know, I can't wait to go through it again. Did anyone see that video, I think, where they compared the Zero N64 cutscenes? And they could, yeah, that's cool. That was quite awesome, wasn't it? They had, you know, they showed the scenes of her on the train. They compared it to what it was at the end. I thought that was quite nice. And I, I do like the N64 version. Did it ever get any kind of release? No. no. They did the whole train section from my understanding, and then stopped. Had started planning what they were doing next, and then ah. reset. I thought it... one of these developer videos might end up explaining what was the final decision because there are rumours depending on who you listen to as to whether or not it needed the disk drive add-on that oh, wow. was going to be released and didn't get released and that may have been the final oh um, yes the N64 DD because the cart for Resident Evil 2 was really ambitious 
and the company that did it, which is now Rockstar San Diego, it was Angel Studios, had to develop a whole bunch of new algorithms to be able to fit all the audio and video data, and they created their own video codecs and everything. It's ridiculous. And so if Capcom had wanted to use those for another game, they would have had to have licensed them or purchased them, but they didn't in the end of the it's always a disappointment that you've never seen anything of the training facility, what it would have looked like in the N64 version. I don't know if it's on one of those videos or not, but I've seen something recently where they said they got halfway through the training facility when development was stopped. Because another thing they actually talked about for the HD release was the possibility of implementing local co-op for Rebecca's oh, well, really, idea, yeah. which I think would be a cracking idea, but for some reason or another mm. they, they couldn't do it. They discussed it, the idea of having that originally with the original release as well, which would have been very interesting about a co-op kind of title you know, back in 2000. That's way ahead of the game as far as the series is concerned. That's always one of the biggest failings for Outbreak, that you couldn't play it multi-tap. Especially the European version, which obviously the first release never got any online at all. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, you know, you go around, play Resident Evil with a friend, when you had multi-tap adapters for PlayStation 2. It was only ever one player. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm meaning. Like, the, uh, there was no online at all for the PAL version of Outbreak. No, no, and so if they'd provided a, a local multiplayer, it would have been very, very good. I think a lot of people were excited because the first, I think it was Resident Evil Online trailer, showed what looked like to be a four-way split screen. Yes, mm-hmm. it did, yeah. Um, but it just ended up being a way, the way they'd cut the video. Yeah. Anyway, we digress, we digress. One of the big debates, I say biggish debates, has been regarding the use of the marshalling yard and Birkin's lab in Zero. Uh, I think we have semi-confirmation that the addition of Birkin's lab was done purely at the end, just as an Easter egg more than anything else, as a call to RE2. Because if you look in the concept artwork, there's nothing to suggest that Birkin's lab was ever going to be presented in the game, and that the Sky Tram was going to go from the uh, from the church slash lab just straight to the water treatment facility so it'd be interesting to see if that's um comes up in the developers videos as to how and why that decision was taken i'll be surprised if they can remember <laughs> I, I don't think there's currently any plans to do another one unfortunately it didn't, didn't look like it they kind of ended the third one without really saying they were going to come back and do more which is a bit of a shame but i had a recent argument with someone i can't remember who it was now on the horror is alive about this and we ended up arguing for about two days and um <laughs> I ended up debunking my own argument, which wasn't good. Um, I always assumed that it was because it's a turntable, it's different sheds because there's different numbers on it, but what disputes that is the fact that, you know, the underground monitoring room that Wesker and Birkin is in, the elevator yep. to that, it's fixed to the tunnel, and obviously it's only on one side, so if it's different sheds, you can't access that elevator, but obviously in every game, Outbreak 2 and zero that elevator is always on the same side i'm pretty sure the only difference like otherwise for the environment is the fact that in the playstation original version the background where the doorway is that's in zero is like got something in the way is like drums or something yes. and the door kind of doesn't exist but then it just kind of exists and is clear in zero so like there's no way of telling it's just a like a replacement as well so that's generated a lot of debate i think it is the same yard it's just one of those geographical anomalies that has occurred like the fact that the the turntable in the lab has two panels in outbreak 
It's also the idea that um, Birkin's sitting there with Wesker watching stuff on those monitors and it's right by the lab that he's working at. And kind of that thematically makes sense too. Like it's easy for him to go up to the supervisor's room and just watch these monitors. It's not very far away from his workspace. It just always felt a bit weird that there's a, a viral outbreak that's literally next door. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. We'll just blow up. If the Resident Evil 2 remake looks anything like that, then all is forgiven. Yes, on that note, we'll move on to our main discussion of the podcast. It's the Biohazard 2 Remake. So who would have thunk it? After all this time, speculation, probably speculation has been rife ever since I think the first remake was made, but we are now having a Biohazard 2 remake, uh, which was announced fairly unceremoniously on Facebook a couple of weeks ago with this rather unconvincing video that someone has listened to all the fans' views and taken it, he's presented a, a package of some sort, taken it to Capcom HQ, and they've gone, yes, brilliant idea, why didn't we think of it before? So that's happening, so I'm interested to know what everyone's views are briefly at first as to what a remake of possibly the best Resident Evil game is going to entail. Hold on to your hats. Let's start with Star's Tyrant. Mm. I've been very vocal on this on various forums and platforms and I know this is going to shock some people. Or or it might not. But I'm so venomously against it, it, it's untrue. This is akin to a filmmaker deciding to remake Aliens or Die Hard. It's the sort of sacred territory for the series for me. The game, for me, was sort of part of the you know, 1998 crowd, which helped redefine how storytelling was done in games, you know, whether you like it to be Resident Evil 2, Metal Gear Solid, or Half-Life, or whatever. These games did sort of shape the way storytelling was done, and... For another, you know, for Capcom to just think, well, hey, we can do it just as good nearly 20 years later without any of the people on board originally. You know, it's just, I just do not see how any aspect of it will be as good. Like, you know, you look at the Hunk scene, I've mentioned this several times on the podcast. You know, the, the FMV sequence where Hunk's team gets decimated by Birkin is one of video gaming's best directed sequences, I think. And we only have to look at Dark Side Chronicles to see how badly it was handled. But it's modern fl- Capcom, guys. It's modern Capcom. But on the flip side, Outbreak did that scene quite well as well. Yeah, but that that's 13 years ago. <laughs> was it? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, what's your brief, your brief views on, on the remake 2 announcement? Well, I concur with Sean. I think it, it stinks of desperation. I think... Whatever they were planning to do with Resident Evil 7 has been cancelled because they just don't know where to go. The story's broken, you know, they've got no idea what gameplay style to go in, so they thought, you know, let's just go back and ruin one of our old classics. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, the guess, 
Nick, can you play the death march under that in the edit? <laughs> but bear in mind, like Sean said, the team who was making this game, none of them were involved with the original. This current team hasn't made a single critically successful Resident Evil game. They won't put any thought into it and there's so much risk involved because if they don't do it properly and think about it properly they're going to end up completely fracturing Resident Evil 3 and both Outbreak games possibly rendering them all non-canon and we'll have like another Metal Gear situation where no matter which way you, you put things it just cannot work when it comes out I'm classifying it as a parallel universe game I'll have the original games and then I'll have another universe where there's just Zero, One and Remake 2 and that's it. I've already decided. But <laughs> You can't put Zero in your parallel universe. Surely that's your classic. Yeah, Zero's in the old universe as well. But this new universe yeah. has Zero Remake and Remake 2. And that's it. It's kind of like what they, they did with the Metal Gear series in that respect, where you've got like a, you know, you've got the main core canon, but you've also got like the Acid games exist with like Metal Gear One and Two, then Acid One and Two, and then you've got like Ghost by Bell, which is a Game Boy Color game, and that involves like Metal Gear One and Two, as in the MSX games, and then Ghost by Bell. So there's like three different sort of timelines, but only one of them is actually the canon one. An exploration into the world of Batman's brain. We could probably have a have, a, have, a, have an own podcast on that. <laughs> Uh, George, you're chomping at the bit on your views on two. Enlighten us. It's difficult to know, honestly, what to think. The general concept I'm delighted about. I know, I understand what Batman and, and everyone else is very concerned about in terms of there's a, a hugely valuable thing here that's on the line that could get ruined. Now, the one thing I'm interested in at the moment is you've mentioned that these scenes have been done before with Outbreak and also obviously with Darkseid Chronicle. So I'm a bit concerned as to you know how they're going to play it is it going to be almost identically the same in direction just with an hd polish like code veronica i presumably not because all the textures are being redone and i didn't realize i'm now even more concerned i didn't realize it was a completely new team because i was heartened by the fact that with zero hd he's standing there with his gray hair they've got the chap whose name escapes me from the original development team working on the zero project so uh it's a shame that i suppose they've all left capcom haven't they the hd they are the dead or have left capcom haven't they no, some of them are still there but like the director, Cameo, you know, the direction he brought to that game was phenomenal. Bayonetta and, and the other games he's done since he's left Capcom have been fantastic. Rombie, you what's, what's your brief views? I was going to say, I don't think there's enough of the structure known to know which team is working on it. I can't assume that the people working on Zero are working on it, but they might be. If that's the case, then there are people who worked on the remake working on it, because the same people who worked on Zero worked on remake, and therefore, if they're working on HD and the remake of two, then, then they are there are some people still working on it that have worked on the original, but whether or not that makes any difference for me. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to wait and see. I, don't, I honestly can't make a decision at this stage. But do you honestly think a remake of Resident Evil 2 using fixed cameras, pre-rendered backgrounds, tank controls will sell 6 million copies? Personally, not 6 million. It's going to be 3 tops. But we don't know that either, do we, that it's even going to have it's going to play like that, do we? Well, it, it won't. won't. It won't. That's why. Because it, it won't reach the sort of numbers Capcom are looking for. But the problem is we've got that remake fan project that Capcom <laughs> asked to stop with, uh, you know, and there's those people thinking that they've got a line to Capcom now. Yeah, right. I think, was it John? You summed it up, what that letter probably really said, you know, thanks and now fuck off. But what's depressing, if you look at that, it's it's completely emotionless and cold. It's a Dark Side Chronicles off rails and there was no atmosphere and, and you wonder, did that really a lot of that did it simply come from the style that stylized you know environment that, that they were not going to happen now I wasn't swept away by that um, fan project right. anyway I thought it had no soul 
You yeah, know, it, it had none of the atmosphere, none of the soul, and and. Sorry, do, sorry, John. Do you not think the problem is? You're absolutely right, and the problem is that though there was nothing from the actual game lacking in that. It was it, it was a true rendition yeah. of what was there. So I don't think it's possible, is it, to to recreate it in HD and have a soul. And we've spoken before about the Facebook feedback. Uh, you know, it's so <laughs> fractured because there's, you know, obviously a lot of people want it to be how it was, but there's still plenty of people who want it to play like Resident Evil 4. And it wouldn't surprise me if they try and do something like what they did with Lost in Nightmares and try and cater to both sets of fans. But it'd be difficult to maintain that for a whole game. The camera it... angles in Lost in Nightmares don't work. I don't think. No, there are camera angles in Code Veronica that do, which are mixed third person which move they track the player they move through the scenes and that yeah. sort of thing could potentially work yeah it's going to be over the shoulder it'll be resident evil 456 in terms of camera angle the over the shoulder look and they'll just make it as dark and as creepy as possible and leon will be carrying a torch and but you don't think they'll give us the option as, as batman said no. in lost in nightmares because i might would you would you agree the only thing that didn't work with the camera angles in lost in nightmares was if you were going for the bonus game if you were trying to shoot certain medals because i think other than that it worked okay this is a major major release this isn't oh we're just making a an hd version of remake which came out in 2001 there's a minimal amount of effort that's gone into remake and zero hd because 99 percent of the game is already done this is a from the ground up brand new game and they're not going to go and make pre-rendered backgrounds and tank controls. This is basically Resident Evil 7. It should be treated like being Resident Evil 7. In terms of a, a big release. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, is, it, is a, it is a bench pole. Yeah. This is a, tri- pole, sorry. a, tri- yeah, a triple-A title game. And there is no way that the paying public would tolerate picking up a game and you know spinning on the spot if they keep pressing left. Mm. You know. <laughs> you know, with that in mind, we can look forward to Leon running into the uh, you know into the main hall of the police station with a QTE and uh, you know zombies coming in, and then a cartwheeling Ada comes in with a 360 <laughs> spinning camera as she takes out all the zombies. Exploding lipstick. Yeah. yeah. They got away with it with Remake 1 because there was still at that point that the appetite for that type of survival horror. Since then, it's evolved into what we now know and Revelations but 2 I think is probably the best we example. Look, we can look forward to, you know, knife throwing Claire Redfield saying, it's a good thing this training from my brother is being put to good use. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. You joke about it, but you're probably right. I mean, you take the scene where Leon meets Ada in the original game. It's simple. He's walking through an empty car park, and she shoots at him in the turnaround. They have a conversation. In <laughs> in Dark Side Chronicles, all they had to do was recreate that scene, but no, let's have Ada Wong fly-kicking zombie dogs whilst licking her lips in a sexy way. <laughs> you know, why? Why? <laughs> This is what I'm worried can, can about. We, They're going to put all can, kinds of shit. Can we hope that it'll in. be somewhere between the two? Then it's that they realise how ridiculous that version was. Well, that, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. A lot of the shit was kind of got out of the way with Dark Side Chronicles, and they're going to look back on that. I don't know. Um, no, but you've got to think. There's probably people in Capcom who think the Ada from Resident Evil 2 is far too conservative, but that's the beauty of her character. And they'll go, well, this is a great opportunity to make her into the Resident Evil 4 character that everyone loves. Yeah. Do they? And, 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 oh. and I'm just, I just worry that everything is just going to be just a cliched stereotype. Like, I know Irons is, is, is quite in your face in the main game anyway, but I just think it's just going to be a pantomime villain now. Can I just ask, Batman says, and it's common argument, that fixed camera angles, third person, is not going to sell. But 
Is there, you know, are, are, yeah, because I was going to say, is there actual proof in terms of, I mean, when, for example, when was the last true fixed camera third person release? Can we rely, I mean, can you count Remake HD in that, in the sense that, you know, that didn't even sell two million because that was a remake, but a brand new, you know, ground up original game that uses those elements. Has it flopped recently? Have, you know, have, has it been tried and tested? And I, I know there's some Kickstarter projects which are yeah. bringing back the old uh, camera yeah. angled third person games. Uh, and until they come out, really... I mean, I think they've been successful in terms of the fact that they made their funding and yeah, but their, everything. Their like Kickstarter that. projects were talking about yeah. a, a big budget remake. Exactly. That's, yeah, see, I've not mentioned them. We, we all know there's a few doing the rounds, but I've not mentioned them because, like you say, they're just Kickstarters. But obviously, you've got the Clock Tower and Silent Hill, but you, we're going back as many years as, as we would be with Resident Evil Old School, aren't we? I never played yeah. Silent Hill Downpour. That was the last one. Was uh, that... Third person, but floating camera. Yeah. Behind. Oh, so okay. You know, like the most recent Silent Hill thing, which was PT, and I know that wasn't exactly a um, you know fully fledged Silent Hill title. I mean, that was amazing, and that was first mm. person. Mm. I mean, I just yeah. don't see how it can work because if you imagine when they release the first in-game screenshot and it's Leon over the shoulder, immediately <sighs> you've alienated half your audience. See, would it, could it not be that? And exactly, and if, if it's and if it's fixed cameras, the old school fans will love it, but there's not enough of us anymore to make it so, a success. What if it was, as Romby says, as we got elements of this with Code Veronica, but if it was totally third-person, would you say free-roaming camera, but third-person? Like, I mean, completely third-person. So, you know, you see the whole... You know what I mean? Like with Downpour, you see the whole character. It's not over the shoulder, third-person. Well, no, it's in Zero, you've got some moving angles, haven't you? <sighs> you <know. laughs> see, I think the Outbreak camera would be the best medium. Yes. But I just think it is. It's it's still outdated and it's still clunky. And I just think it's too much of a risk in this day and age to to try it. This has to sell to the masses. This why, don't to... just, why don't they just use all the resources on a new title? Well, that's my other argument. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't, they won't have Alison Court for Claire either. So that's alienated another quarter of the audience. Sure? So we, we've I, lost three quarters I, I of them already. Rumors, I heard rumours they were. I heard rumours they were talking to her about, no? It'll be a revelation no, too, actually. No, that's just fat and speculation that they're going to bring her back. They won't. They'll, they'll use Ali Hillis. Do you think the fact that it's a remake of an older game as opposed to RE7 means there's slightly more chance that we'll get some kind of move towards the older style if it's not totally fixed camera, like I say, third person, but with, with free moving camera? There has to be something from the HD versions impacting on it and the popularity of those to a certain extent it will have something what that is no idea what were the sales for hd uh, over one million so not two million they've not broken two million no but they were happy with it was sales records for digital title and the company was very happy with over one million that because of what it was so but i mean it's different as we were saying re-release of a remake is different than a whole new game from the ground up it's going to be interesting parallel and this is Neptune's prediction, as I got the last one right with Claire Sandwich. I'm on, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Right. One from one. <laughs> so, you can compare it to Zero HD. Zero HD, classic survival horror, and then they're adding a stupid action mode with Wesker mode just to appease all the new fans. Resident Evil 2 will be the exact opposite. Oh. They'll have action mode throughout the whole game, and then just to satisfy the old school fans, there'll be a fixed camera mode, a bit like... Lost in Nightmares. And, and oh, will... God, but that would be even worse. Like, give us that, but then just that'll be it, a tiny it. little... Hey. No, it, oh, no, I mean, know what, you, know, you know what they might do? 
you know what they might do? The game might start off, like, you know, before it does in, in the proper Resident Evil 2, and they might actually put a vehicle section in the, in the beginning where you can totally <laughs> not drive in the police car away from the, uh, you know... No more vehicles, no more vehicles. That, that isn't funny, because... Well, that, that, and, and it'll be co-op, so the person playing as Claire will be able to lean out of the door and shoot the zombie in the, the cab. That but, was going to be my question. What do you think the chances are there's going to be co-op in it? Of course oh, it is. Definitely, yeah. Oh. But that's another thing, though, I mean... <laughs> That was the best noise ever, Nick. <laughs> that was like you've resigned yourself to the fate now. Was... Oh, man. That's it. I had thought about that until now. No, no I hadn't. Uh... But just playing devil's advocate, even if they do go the old style and they remake it all shot for shot, and they've got the A B scenarios for both characters, they've still got to add loads more. Yes. To justify oh, think, the length. I think it's going to be the case. Immediately, I think the street section at the start is going to be made longer. Yeah. That's just yeah. that's simple thing that'll happen. I guarantee that. That'll um, probably play just like Tall Oaks in Resident Evil 6, where you get scripted car crashes and, and no, Wesker will be know. in the game. And... Oh, Wesker will be in the game, definitely. Yeah. That opening cutscene essentially could be playable, like, when you think about it. Like that whole... No, 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 it could be. It will be. It'll be QTEs throughout. Oh, God, you just imagine it. As you know, as, you, as the Tyrant 103 is about to do the killing blow, the game will go slow-mo as the rocket launcher drops down, and then a button prompt will flash up. You have to press it, and Leon will do a, a tumble roll forward, grab the rocket launcher in slow motion, and fire it, and then the camera will follow the rocket. Well, and it, they, well be... this, is, this is like self-harm. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it feels like. I just, I just, particularly with the announcements this week, you know, like Umbrella Corps, I just feel we're back in 2012 again. We've just undone all the goodwill. Oh, Can Capcom. I say you're fucking mediocre. Well, well, like bitter old Star Trek fans who are like, oh, the original series was the best. Yeah. <laughs> I think the reason why it hurts so much is because we've actually had a good year up until now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to ask them, what what would people want to see? I would like to fire up the internet in the morning and have the announcement that it's been cancelled. <laughs> can't, can't have that, so, what would you have in it? Can I start I, with what I want? I mean, a bare minimum, I think I've already mentioned it before, is the Resident Evil 2 N64 X-Files yep. reference to Outbreak characters reference even to the Red Queen supercomputer because that was in Birkin's lab reference to the fact that the lab was frozen over at some point and um, I mean I'm not talking major things just little references I like the idea of an expansion of the street section that has to correlate with the fairly established Raccoon City map and I don't want them to see as you said scripted car crashes because by the 29th the city is doomed. Outbreak covers the period where there's lots of people still alive quite nicely, so we don't need to see anything else. It has to be that the City of the Dead, excuse SD Perry reference, but that's the whole point. That is the bare minimum. I mean, it is inexcusable. You're not going to get any of that. Oh, no, I was just going to Oh, say. my God. I'm sad. I wasn't really interested until you gave that list, because that is a proper good list of some proper, nice little yeah. things, but I mean, significant. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not talking yeah. major. I'm just talking, you know, oh, you go God. into Birkin's lab, and there's just a little report right. going, in case of emergency, you know, that the place will freeze. Um, right. Providing our hunters aren't, aren't escaping, there's not a problem. I think we need to face facts that they are not even going to look up the Wikipedia page of Outbreak as a resource no, no, for the yeah, design yeah. of this game. They were not going to take into any aspect do, of do that game's know, design they... or timeline. This is why I'm really worried about it, because if they don't think about these details, they run the risk of completely yes. alienating the Outbreak games and Resident Evil 3. They might just add things without thinking about it, like they might have a couple of surviving police officers at the start. 
you know, or add one or two things. And I felt okay until I came on this podcast. <laughs> if they made the remake shot for shot, then no harm done. But as Batman says, if they do little things here, there, you know, if they decide to keep Marvin alive for a bit longer, no. Can I I say something positive? Well, well, what if we're talking about the beginning, the very opening section? The section we had in Revelations 2, outside in the forest, that kind of gave the feeling of open world. I think Sean mentioned I think he quite liked that area when you were doing the stealth. And what if it did resemble, to a certain extent, you know, obviously we're not going to get shot by shop exactly the same named outlets. You know, we'll get a a Kendo's gunshot and stuff. But, you know, the, the beginning section, sort of an open world survival kind of like there's another game when you you go out during the daytime you just go out and scavenge and try and get things to survive in the nighttime you're hunted but um kind of like that so so kind of open world and having to survive on on the streets of but, but then it won't correlate with the map of resident evil 3 no, but it's still, no, it's there. It's there. You've got more free roaming. Obviously, there's still the destination of the RPD, but maybe you know you have to get a key to open it, and that's somewhere else. So the things that aren't canon related are just specifically where the items are placed. But the general narrative is canon, and the same characters will do the same things in the same places. But just in order to access the RPD, you know, there'll be that free roaming stage at the beginning through the streets of Raccoon City. Yeah, but. I'll retract everything I said about that now. They sort of <laughs> tried that in Resident Evil 6, but at the end of the day, you still forced down the same path from A to B with just a load of scripted things that force you to take detours down back alleyways and stuff. They won't even put the smashed window. They won't even no, think there, They won't, exactly, because that means they have to research Resident Evil 3, and unless they're actually going to use the opportunity to make it like Resident Evil, the Raccoon City Chronicles, you know, they're not going to combine the two titles. They're not going to take into account Resident Evil 3's timeline. The entire thing is doomed to fail. Has anyone sort of given thought to where our ETHD now stands in relation to this coming out? And do you think that that's sort of in the works, in the, in the sidelines, you know, waiting to see what happens with this one? I think it is, no yeah. I think they're doing yeah, work and on them both at the same time. Um, or at least in that plan there'll be discussions yeah. about but, what they'll do next. Even if they do a shot-for-shot remake, has anybody seen, like, the Gus Van Sant? Yeah, the Psycho, Psycho yeah, remake. Awful. Yeah. Because, because that is a shot for shot remake of the original, and it's diabolical. You know, in every way, it's awful. But I haven't seen that. Does it suffer similarly to that fan project we saw that was, you know, kind of identical, but, but very soulless? Yeah, essentially, yeah. But it missed the point, and it was completely pointless at the same time. <clears throat> But the thing is, I mean, they added things to the original remake in a masterful way, but you've got to think it was a lot easier because the, the mansion incident was sort of very isolated. This was before the, the, you know, the years of Umbrella Chronicles and stuff, so they could pretty much add what they wanted without worrying about retcons and canonicity issues. But Resident well, Evil Re- anyway was stuff that was originally in the game plan well, of, and of course, got yeah. made as well. But Resident Evil 2 is right in the middle of this massive, you know, tangled web of stories that spew out of the Raccoon City thing. And like I and keep saying, is... if they don't think about it properly, and they're going to ruin the whole thing. And this is the problem. They've done Dark Side Chronicles and they couldn't really be bothered that much with some aspects of, you know, of, of the maps and the layout. And, you know, Operation Raccoon City, curse its word. I mean, there was no attempt... To even think, you know, perhaps we should use the original assets. No, no, no. well, not original assets. The, you know, the layout of Birkin's lab. Oh no, we'll make a we'll make the movie lab, basically. You know, Capcom obviously think we're dead fickle as fans because they're like, yeah, let's change the entire layout of the lab so it doesn't even resemble the original, but we'll still call it Birkin's lab, and they'll be happy with that. You know, what are they going to do with the police station? Are they going to keep it an art museum style, or are they going to take feedback into account and say, well, it doesn't look like a police station, so let's make it more like 1.5 and completely change it all? Scares the shit out of me, really. Yeah, it is. 
In the one sense, I mean, it is, it is like Rombi said, it's very early. It's, it's hard to gauge what's going to happen. But I just think, you know, my negativity, my, pardon me for finding the glass half empty in this case, but I just, I see no good coming out of this project at all. You, is this too far ahead in terms of what's achievable on this generation console? But if they effectively, you know, gave us an HD, sort of fully open world Raccoon City and RPD, almost exactly as in the same plan that it was in, in the original, and then offered us various different types of gameplay, so you had the kind of the, the classic, the original. Uh, you had more of a, almost like a combat, literally just you know your online shooter. Get you know. Um, so yeah, different modes of, of gameplay within the same environment. But I think open world Raccoon City had completely changed the tone of what Resident Evil 2 was. Resident Evil 2 to me was very claustrophobic. It was narrow mm. streets. It was you know spamming a can sort of you know dead confined. Whereas open world, you'll be going into shops that all have the same textures and you know repeated. Well, I was thinking with and... open world. I was just thinking you, you the only way to progress though would be by finding exactly the same items as in the original. So the journey is the same. You've just got more. I mean the open world thing. I was thinking more in terms of the initial scene through the streets of Raccoon City until you get to the RPD. Once you're in the RPD then I would hope, you know, that one mode of gameplay would be it would play exactly the same, you know, with the Code Veronica style, you know, third person, but free moving camera. Or just remake Outbreak. I think that one of the saddest things is that I'm still one of the people that finds Resident Evil 2, you know, near enough perfect. You know, I, I can look past the visuals, you know, and accept the fact that they were made nearly 20 years ago. You know, unfortunately, we live in a world where people class things like Raiders of the Lost Ark as dated. Oh. And, and that's why these fucking kind of things happen. That's true. Okay, let's turn that frown upside down. I know we kind of touched on it. What possible thing could Capcom do to make us happy with what they're going to do? Is there anything they could show? What would the first screenshot and the first trailer show to make us go, you know what, I can't bloody wait for this? Well, I was just thinking before, just very quickly, that symbolism that shows that has a direct connection with the original. So you, we see something, you know, uh, it might be a, a piece of artwork, because I think just something very small like that will show us very quickly, will answer a lot of questions. And, and the first camera shot, is it going to be over the shoulder or not? So for me, it's that first camera angle, because that will tell us what we're getting for the whole game. And is there something that I can see that's effectively an HD upscale? Of, you know, you've got in the RPD, uh, in the Star's office, the, the gold crest and the red book from the mansion you know seeing that in hd Mm. and we know what we're going to get if we see that i mean the chances are very 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 slim but if they do pull it off you know it it is mouthwatering really to think the little things that could put in there you know uh, references to sergei vladimir and you know derek simmons being the high-ranking u.s official that birkin was negotiating with that led to hunk's team being sent in to kill him and all that there is lots of nice little story nuggets that could put in there just to tie everything nicely together, but I just don't have the faith in them that they're going to do it. But we know they've done something with Revelations 2. What have they done, though? Well, there's lots of nuggets. Clearly, when they're doing Revelations 2, they had a big eye on the past. It's like we're talking about Wesker. I mean, from what we know, Wesker was never in Raccoon City, but he's there lurking in the background, he's in communication with Ada. Wesker's arguably more popular now than he ever was when he was alive. 
And obviously DC Douglas like still likes pimping him out, and I'm I'm certain Capcom are going to find a way to shoehorn him in. Oh yeah, gonna, we're going to get another beginning style scenario where Wesker's running around the RPD several hours like after it. Leon and Claire have left. But if that's the worst they do, if that's all we're complaining about, then they've done well. Yeah, but that'll just be one of hundreds of things. No, imagine if in the morning you read in an announcement that A New Hope was going to be remade. That's how I feel about this. Yeah, no, fair enough. Or, or if they remade Jurassic Park, you know, they're going to remake a new, a new hope with uh, Ewan McGregor as uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's a bit older now, he can play it, and he can play a good Alec Guinness. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Channing Tatum's going to be Han Solo. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, this is how sacred it is for me. And it goes back to the the first response. I think when when it all came out, there wasn't oh my god. Well, from us anyway, there wasn't oh my god Resident Evil Two remake. The first response I think most people had when they read it was what's the point? Because as you said, you know, remake A New Hope. What's the point? Remake Empire Strikes Back. What's the bloody point? I don't know how you guys feel about like two when you replay it now, but to me it's it's like a time capsule. It, it takes me back to like you know nearly 20 years ago, and I just think from the moment like the opening cinema starts when the game loads up and you're stood by the, the fiery tanker and it just takes over me, and I just think oh, God, this is amazing. This is just amazing. And at that point, you forget how old it is. You forget the fact that the Leon model isn't quite as good as the graphics nowadays, and the entire game and the atmosphere and everything about it. It just washes over you and yeah. it just becomes phenomenal and you lose yourself in it. Stars and, and Batman and the you know the guys that are that concerned, what would you have said in the week of the remake release, look at, you know, looking back at Resident Evil One on PlayStation and being so concerned, you know, what you know, what are they gonna do with it on this on this GameCube console, this new console, it's just not gonna work. Are we gonna f- effectively get that fantastic See, that's interesting to me, because when that when they announced that and the first trailer came out, I just thought, oh my god, that looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the, the difference was because the series hadn't really taken off in a storytelling sort of sense. It was like, you know, the first Resident Evil was a B-movie horror game, and this was it, just like ramped up. And finally, with like the GameCube visuals, they you could do like proper lighting, proper shadows. They really gave it that gloom, whereas you go back to the original, it's very it bright, has that nostalgic yeah. property, but it's very bright. It's You yeah. know, it's, there's not really much atmosphere outside of a good soundtrack. Mm. Um and that you know the voice acting was always criminally bad in the original, <laughs> whereas like you know Alison Court and Paul Haddad they did a reasonably good job for the time it came out. The voice acting in two isn't awful; it's not amazing, but you know compare it to the first Resident Evil, where it was very much dipping its toe in a very big pond. You know, two was such a step up as a sequel in terms of production value right. and everything. But remember, there's also the confidence of the fact that remake was being handled by people exactly. that, that yeah, knew it. The same director coming back to do it. That's mostly the same team. A lot of cases, a lot of people um, were the same people that had worked on the original or the sequel. But I remember at the time, as brilliant as the remake looked, I remember being a bit sad about it at the same time because the original PlayStation experience was so memorable. And yeah. we've spoken before about, you know, as near perfect the remake is, there's still one or two little things that are missing that the original game had. And I think the saddest thing of all about this remake of Resident Evil 2 and 3, if they end up doing it, will be that that original PlayStation trilogy that made us all fans in the first place will be completely obsolete. 
What, what do you mean obsolete? Why? Why would it be obsolete? Because, well, people have said that to me. They've said, Batman, you've been a miserable git. If you don't like it, you can put, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you can put the original game back in. But it's not as simple, yeah. as, it's not as, simple as that, though, because Capcom are going to... They're going to treat this remake as the new canon version of Resident Evil 2. And when you're that invested in the story, it's hard to go back oh. to something that's just rendered do, irrelevant. Do, 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 do you think Capcom even think in terms of canon? Do you think that word even exists in there? Uh, in, I, seriously? I, I'm, I'm going to argue beyond that as well. Like, Even if they do, do you not think that the Dark Side Chronicles versions have already, in their mind, replaced the PlayStation original anyway? Like, As far as they're concerned, that has been the replaced canon. So that happened years ago. That's That's nothing new. But isn't canon what we, the fans, seriously, what we say is canon? I think Capcom were late to the party in terms of getting a timeline. Stars was doing his timeline before Capcom ever, you know, before Capcom ever published a timeline. So I just think, I understand what Batman's saying, but I, it's not as if there is that official canon website where Capcom say, you know, this is the Resident Evil law. Obviously, there's that RENet thing. But I actually, people look at that as a joke because it recently, when it came up on Facebook, I think Newspot put, you know, a, a link to the PU timeline. And if anyone actually went to the Project Umbrella timeline, they would they would see how far more, you know, whether it's official or not, is almost irrelevant. 90% of the Project Umbrella timeline comes from Capcom because it's from timelines Capcom have released in their Japanese supplemental materials. But I, think, I suppose what I'm saying is Resident Evil 2, you know, is set in stone. And whatever they do now with this, I don't see it as retconning in the sense that we've got the canon timeline. This, yeah. for me, is an experience that we can enjoy or not enjoy. But I'm not going to, you know, if, if, you know, for example, Marvin in Dark Side Chronicles, Marvin not being in the office didn't destroy, didn't retcon it for me. Marvin's still in the office. He, he was he was just put in the wrong place in Dark Side Chronicles, and I dismiss it. And yeah, that, just... that was never canon, though, was it? It was, never, it was always supposed to be a, a kind of you know just a quick playthrough of it, just like Code Veronica's, which is. So Batman, could you not dismiss if this does do that? Could you not just simply dismiss it um, because the RE2 still exists? Yeah, but I'm, ta- I'm talking about much bigger problems than what room Marvin's in now. I mean, like for example, yeah. there's so many things set in stone from what the original Resident Evil Two did you know the sherry's infection which is carried into later games you know they already got themselves into a mess really by saying that oh yeah we're going to go with claire a and leon b as the canon scenarios and in in leon b a defines the g virus and sherry's pendant and umbrella chronicles they clearly didn't think about that because they changed it to oh hang on ada's got um, the g virus from william birkin's corpse yeah and it's left to us as fans to try and work out a way of getting it to work, you know. And But that's my point before, is that as far as they're concerned, they've said that's the case. That's already re- replaced the version because the four scenarios in the PlayStation original were already open to interpretation as to which one was correct anyway. Yeah, but in Umbrella Chronicles, they're not talking about the main scenario. I think talking more about the supplemental ones. You don't link Death's Door up with what happens in Dark Side Chronicles. You link Death's Door up with what happens in Resident Evil 2, the official one. It's exactly the same with West Coast Report 1. Capcom will be taking this remake as the new canon. Cross yes. They'll be marketing it as such going forward. And any new events they put in this remake that they don't put in the old one, and if there's any future references to Raccoon City and Resident Evil 7 or whatever, it will be linking back to the remake version of Resident yeah. Evil 2. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's what puts me off being able you know, to just simply ignoring it and putting the old disc in, because I'm still torn to what is canon and what isn't. Like, I don't play Operation Raccoon City, I don't think it's a bad game, but the reason I never play it is because it's not canon. And as much as I love the original PlayStation version of Resident Evil 2, I'll probably hardly play it again, because I know deep down in the back of my mind it's, really? it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Oh, no. And it's Yeah, not... I appreciate there's not, you know, there's plenty of people who are not as invested in the story as I am. But... No, I am, that, but I know that's what I don't understand as well, because I am. 
I think that, I don't know if it's what it is, if it's just like burying my head in the sand, that idea that it would affect my appreciation or the value that I hold in the original RE2. I mean, maybe if, like you say, if there was considerable differences that were then underlined by RE7, I'll wait and see if, if that happens. This has exactly happened in the Star Wars universe in the last couple of years, yeah. and that's pissed off a lot of people. Take Ada, for example. I mean, we're all dead frustrated because we've no idea where she's going. We've said Capcom don't know where she's going. What if Capcom suddenly turn around now and say, well, hang on, let's do this with her? And the remake of 2 is the perfect opportunity to go back and shoehorn that into her character. So it's there from the very beginning. But whatever they do with her, whether it works or it doesn't, it's going to fracture what's come afterwards in terms of Resident Evil 4. Like if they explain who she works for in Resident Evil 2, it cocks up what happens in Resident Evil 4. I think there's more chance we'll get that soulless, identical remake. I might be naive, but I'm not expecting there to be these massive retcons. I don't think they will do things like that. I think they'll keep it almost identical. And, no. and I just think the main questions will be from what camera angle and what perspective. No, I'm sure they'll have the best intentions. I don't think they'll go in and purposefully try to retcon big things, no. but they just won't think about it enough. So they end up unintentionally creating all these mm. problems because they're not looking at it deeply enough. Okay. And Rombie's right. They'll expand the opening episode. Or, or they'll say something like, they might even change the date. I mean, <laughs> Shut up. The actual Raccoon City timescale is so convoluted. I know. You know, it just about fits. Well, it does. You know. It does. That's the genius thing about it. As it stands, there's a few wobbles, but yeah. most of it fits nicely. And they're running the risk of completely ruining that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't want to come across as too negative because if it can work, it will be brilliant. And they can do all kinds of cool things, like they can put Nemesis in there without harming things. You know, you could have Nikolai bumping into Leon, you know, things like that won't have too much of an effect. No, simply because this will be the new canon, and then that won't affect Resident Evil 3. You know, you just treat it as overriding... But as you said, it would make Resident Evil 2 feel redundant. I think the main worry is there's nothing is there in the past 10 years that points to what I'm hoping for. And I think everything that's happened in the last 10 years very much points to realising Batman's worries. That Yeah, that's the most depressing thing. All will be forgiven if there's a mention of Tyler Hamilton. <laughs> God. <laughs> I, think, I just think some of my favourite things yeah. to do with the series are just never are just not going to be, you know, like the Tyrant 103 battle is a highlight, the, the Hunks team versus Birkins is a highlight, and I just don't think they're just going to be anywhere near as good. That'll be, you know, yeah, it'll be a playable flashback. It will, it will <laughs> be playable. Why do you do this to me, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> you we know, know it'll be playable. You know what you want to see next year? You, you want to see multiple nemesis running around, That's... so yeah, your arguments in Confidential Report can be underlined. But they might have, like like they did in, in Operation Raccoon City, they might have a playable mission where you've got to play as Hunk and then to take out Birkin. But then they'll turn around and say, well, hang on, we've got no enemies for that level. Oh, shit, let's just uh, have a few zombies escape. And already you're changing things for the sake of gameplay. <sighs> There's loads of story elements surrounding Raccoon City and Resident Evil 2 that isn't actually in the game, like the whole sort of Cold War aspect between the US government and Umbrella. You know, you've got the whole retrieval operation with Birkin with the special forces team going in to save him and ending up at the dead factory. I know that sort of ties into Resident Evil 3, but those sort of elements can easily be expanded on in this remake. A couple of dead UBCS soldiers around in the streets. They can add good stuff, but again, it works two ways. Like, if you put Derek Simmons in there, just a couple of scenes, give him a cameo, some people will be pleased and it'll immediately make them like... RE6 better because it makes it more relevant. Yep. But on the same time, you've got people who detest RE6 and think, why the hell have you put Derek Simmons in Resident Evil 2? So I can't see any viable way how this game is going to work. 
Well, that's the point. I mean, Resident Evil 2, as you said, there is this big global thing going on behind the background, but it was always quite detached from what you're playing. You, you get little hints of it with Brian Irons talking about it and Birkin and the files. Everything seemed quite grandiose compared to what you, you know, Leon and Claire were going through just trying to survive and it just had those hints and perhaps if they shove it down your face a bit more with you know meetings at the uh, headquarters for you know what they did an outbreak about oh we need to bomb raccoon city get the angels in or whatever they were called it would feel very different to what resident evil 2 felt like yeah because of course remember you forget resident evil 2 the city didn't even blow up no. You know, you just get out of the train and leave it. So Resident Evil 3 had the more government conspiracy action going on with the US military and the tyrant fight and what um, Nikolai was up to. Resident Evil 2 never had that. Just think back to the vast annals of all the remakes that have ever been made and is there a single one that's actually better outside the remake? No. If you just want to, some more evidence for this, I just see something that's just flashed up on Twitter. The Point Break remake trailer oh. 2 has just come up. God. There you go, get watching that. Oh, fucking hell. Typewriters. Are they going to use typewriters and ink ribbons, or are we going to have uh, save rooms and checkpoints? Checkpoints. Ink ribbons don't cater for today's kind of, I just want to dip in, spend about half an hour playing and get out. Getting the other thing as well, microtransactions. You can't do that pesky boss, just go to the Resident Evil store and buy some first aid sprays. Is it even going to be like one big sort of game, or is it going to be levels? Is it going to be streets? Chapter 2, the RPD. (laughs) Chapter 3, the sewers. It can't be that linear because that's the beauty of the game. Is that you know you can only get to certain points. You know before you get to the sewers. You know even in the sewers you can go you can go pretty much a whole way back if you really wanted to. That was another thing they changed in Darkside Chronicles, wasn't it? As soon as you get out of the police station, they changed the layout of the sewers completely mm. for no reason at all. And added frogs as well. Lurkers, yeah. yeah. This podcast <laughs> has killed me. It has actually it's it's vegetated me. <laughs> <laughs> What about Nemesis? How would you feel if they put Nemesis in? Yeah, and he'll have the robotic star's voice from Operation Raccoon City. And a computerised heads-up display, which it'll show you in first person. And he'll have the minigun from the movies, just because we can make Paul Anderson canon. I'm just trying to think, is there any point in Resident Evil 2 where you could theoretically include the Nemesis in the time frame? Oh no, we're not just going to theoretically, we're going to do it, Nick. It's going to be there. There's going to be a side boss. Actually, no, technically, he could appear at any point, couldn't he? Yeah, he could, because Jill's, yeah, because, Jill's yeah, yeah, unconscious. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And you could have Nikolai as well. And it goes back to an earlier point. Why make Resident Evil 2 a remake? Why not just make, because Resident Evil 3 is so short, why not just make a Raccoon City game? They're going to retcon Carlos so it's Billy. Oh, God. Okay. Can we have any positives at all, chaps, before we leave our remake discussion? If it plays like 
the Marshalling Yard segment in zero. If it plays and looks like that, I will be the first one to apologise to Capcom. But in my heart of hearts, I know it won't be like that at all. That's very noble, John. I will not <laughs> apologise for my behaviour tonight. Anyway, I will just simply <laughs> go and fire up the PlayStation and play Resident Evil 2 again and say, fuck well, you all. But I, th- I think, if, if I understand your point correctly, Sean, is that if it's a remake as we think it's going to be, it's going to be shite. And if it's going to be a shot for shot, the argument is, what's the point? Sacred Ground is... You know, how would you honestly feel if, you know, the Chris Pratt playing Indiana Jones room is a true and so his what, first film is a Rage of the Lost Ark remake? So what are we saying is why remake works? Is it effectively the fact that there was such such a huge upscale available between those two generations of consoles, which now that upscale isn't available? Is that what we're effectively saying? That's why it can't work. Because, it, you know, what you're saying, Nick, is that they can't win whatever they do. I just think the gaming industry was in a different place when the remake was made, you know, games were made with a lot of restraint and there was limitations which you know there's a, there's a phrase which has been going around to describe things like you know the Lord of the Rings films compared to the Hobbit films the original Star Wars trilogy the prequel trilogy you know those kind of things were beset with technical issues and problems and it was art through adversity the tougher something yeah. is to make the more creative the directors and stuff have to be. And so that's why the camera angles and stuff existed in the PlayStation 1 era, because they couldn't do the sort of vast environments and that. Now we're in an, you know, an industry where literally anything is possible in the video game world, and, and that's why we have these nonsense tall oak sections like in Resident Evil 6, because they just can do it. It can... Yeah, I was going to say the original comparison, like the, the remake, was only because they were able to do all the improvements they were never able to do in 1996. So it was one of those things of, of like, this is how we wanted to do it, we couldn't do it at the time, and, and so it was an improvement, but I don't know if it's the same now at all. And I think the fundamental difference as well is the first game needed a remake, even after just five years. Whereas Resident Evil 2 is nearly 20 years old now, and it still more or less holds up. If the original remake had been successful, like, like as successful as they'd wanted it to be, and had sold lots and lots more copies in it, and they immediately said, we're going to remake 2 for the console then, the GameCube then, would, what would your reaction be then? Would you have thought it was a silly endeavour still? No, I think it, I'd have probably been pretty positive about it back then about what's the changes and how the company is now but that's I think really so yeah issue. because it's, it's just the direction they've gone in since Resident Evil 4 because I remember Shinji Mikami saying at the time well we're not going to remake 2, 3 and Code Veronica because then Resident Evil 4 will never ever get released mm-hmm. but if they'd done it back then I think it would be a lot more akin to the sort of thing we're wanting compared to what it'll be like when they're doing it in 2016 I just can't see any way it's going to work It'll probably sell, but I think it'll lose a lot of its magic. Pass me the gun, Sean. (laughs) In light of the remake, regardless of how much I enjoyed Remake 1, if push comes to shove, such is my nostalgic, and you could only have, you could either choose Remake or the original to play forever, the only game you could take, I would still pick the original. Really? Yes. Such is, you know, my feelings towards it. So, in that way, there is no way a Resident Evil 2 remake would ever, ever come close to what they're going to be doing. And that's comparing a great game to arguably remake, which is even better than the original. But it, it just, you know, for me, Resident Evil 1 is still sacred. I love everything about the game. It's stupidness. It's B-moviness. And even though, you know, I think I gave 10 out of 10 for the remake. But how often do you play the original compared, compared to the remake? Three times as much. The original? Yeah. 
That's interesting. I probably, I see, I, I kind of, because I've got such affection for some of the older Atari games I played and the Amstrad CPC games, I probably would feel like you if I had played RE1 first. I think a lot of my affection for Remake is that that was my first. I'd flirted a bit with RE2 on N64, but my true real delving into Resident Evil and playing it through and taking the, the series seriously and being interested in its backstory was Remake. On that cataclysmic bombshell, then, we can end our discussion, but we can bring forward Vito. Who has uh, done it? Oh turn, turn the volume down. <laughs> has done an MP3 call-in, so um, I have not had the opportunity to listen to this. So here's, uh, oh. step back. I'm going to take it. I'm going to step back about a meter from my laptop. <laughs> so let's hear what Vito has had to say about this exciting announcement. Resident Evil 2 remake. The remake the masses have wanted for years and years has finally been announced. But us more knowledgeable fans are very very cautious about it. We are because the Capcom that made the excellent remake for the first game all the way back in 2002 just doesn't exist anymore. It's gone, finished, dead. There's a new Capcom now. But even still, after reflecting for a bit, I decided to give this Capcom a chance after all. So what can we improve from the now 17 year old game? From a story perspective, it's rather simple. For starters, the game needs to include mini-scenarios for Ada and Hunk. Yes, they both deserve it, especially Hunk. They can expand their role more. I think Fourth Survivor should be fleshed out to when he actually gets the G-Virus sample, not from when he randomly wakes up in the middle of the sewer. So um, that may involve a battle with G which I, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to, but I'd like to see him escape the entire uh, centre, because I think, I think I said in the last one, that I, I think the canon acquisition of the G-Virus is in the lab as opposed to in the sewer. That's one thing they could fix, actually. They could explain what he was doing for seven days Yes. before yeah. the fourth survive starts. If they do decide to, to retcon that hunk moment, where does that leave Umbrella Chronicles as a reference point? What do you mean? Well, if you're going to say, right, well, the remake of 2 is going to come along and it's going to include a hunk scenario which clarifies exactly the, the dates and the timing and where we've got the G-Virus, therefore that makes the Umbrella Chronicles scenario for him invalid. Hmm. So... Yeah, but that only deals with, um, again, it starts in the sewer. Yeah, but then because the game's then made that invalid, do we then say Beginnings is now invalid? and no. everything, You know, it's... It, no, it'd just it's, be that little bit in the, in the same way that you don't treat the Resident Evil 3 part of Umbrella Chronicles is valid you know that's just been overwritten as it's got you know as another game has retconned it <laughs> and again you know Vito's talked about having an Ada scenario like a like a separate words type of thing I'm not sure if we need maybe that but again Death's Door kind of deals adequately with a lot of the Ada issues you could maybe have a to sort of make the game a little bit bigger you could maybe have like a separate words type scenario ending where she meets Leon in the car park of the police station. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there's, what, a good two days that she could be around Raccoon City trying to find clues. And to expand on that, you you could... I think this game would be the ideal opportunity to explore Umbrella's rival company as well. Because they're never going to go back to it now in Resident Evil 7. And they're heavily involved in Resident Evil 2. They could at least make a name for it and explain (laughs) a little bit more about them, even if it's just in a file. 
See, what worries me is this is the problem we've mentioned before, and Vito says about the RE2 original team doesn't exist anymore. So in terms of Umbrella's rival company, that's a fantastic idea with regard to Ada's journey leading up to that moment that we see her. But do they have any idea of, of how that journey would have progressed? Do they even know that, that she had a boyfriend called John? This is the worry that, you know, these are people coming to the story that are going to be thinking more in terms of, you know, how many gunshots can be in this scene to make it exciting rather than, you know, keeping it all consistent with the canon. These ideas are non-starters, John, because they've got no idea what Ada's journey would have been. Oh, let's carry on. They can have also an enormous amount of cameos in reference to other games. For example... In Ada's scenario, we can have Wesker play a similar role from separate ways. Simmons can also appear or at least get mentioned along with the family by Ada. Nikolai can also appear in Ada's scenario. They can have it similar to the Resident Evil 3 novel from Perry. Adam Benford can also make an appearance in Leon's scenario ending. Sergei can appear in the helicopter that drops Mr. X to pursue Leon and Claire. Jill and Nemesis can also make an appearance. Have Claire or Leon watch a recording of the RPD from a day before that shows them. Hell, even Christine Henry can be referenced or even make an appearance in Hunk's scenario. I agree with most of what he says there. I think it's a cracking idea to have little cameos from all of them, as long as they don't oversaturate it. I don't want Wesker in Raccoon City, but I'll happily have him be in contact. Every cameo they put in, you risk the cannon just being fractured. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. But if they do it properly, which they won't do, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it could work. And I think what he mentions, in that Resident Evil Reborn project, one of the cool things they did was, in the star's office, Claire watches CCTV from a day earlier, and it shows Jill running away from the nemesis when it jumps in the window at the bottom of the mm-hmm. stairs. That was, oh, wow. that was pretty cool. The story can be miles better and very connected to the entire series if this is done well. They can also include all the EX files from the N64 version of 2. Now, the polarizing issue, the gameplay. This situation is very difficult. No matter what they do, they will disappoint someone. People are going to get disappointed no matter what they do. Maybe they can include Two modes to the game, classic mode and new mode, or newer mode, or whatever the hell they decide to call it. Classic mode will have fixed camera angles, ink ribbons, fewer enemies, more files, everything that made all Resident Evil good. Newer mode can include more enemies, third-person camera, instant saves, etc. Everything that the newer fans appreciate. Me personally, I I really don't don't really care what what they do in the gameplay is aspect, but I really do care if they conserve the atmosphere of the game of the original game. The atmosphere must be preserved. Another issue I have is that no matter how I see it, the RPD needs to be changed. The layout just doesn't work anymore for a AAA title in this generation. The, the layout doesn't work. The, it will have to be changed. And this will have problems with Resident Evil 3 because they share they share a section in the game, the RPD. One way to fix this is remake Resident Evil 3 as well, and that will be fucking amazing because it's, in my opinion, a far better game. But anyway, I really hope this remake works. 
and I really hope fans get what they have been wanting for for a very very long time. Anyway, let's remain hopeful, guys. See ya. I agreed a lot with what Vita said before about the improvements to the game with the cameos, but I think I don't know if I understood him correctly because some of what he said then to me was a bit contradictory. He he, he doesn't care what style of gameplay we get, whether it's a classic mode or a new mode, but he hopes that the atmosphere is kept the same. But for me, you know, the atmosphere is going to be very much dictated by what type of gameplay they have. And I think they will preserve the atmosphere if they try and preserve as much as the old school gameplay as possible. And in terms of the changing the RPD, I don't agree with that at no, all. No, 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 no. Can't be changed. But he raises a good point because it will look different in some capacity and they're obviously going to have mm. to make it bigger and that fractures Resident Evil 3, which is another reason why I think they are making Resident Evil 3 HD, they're just not ready to announce it yet. But then that fractures Outbreak. Yeah, but nobody cares about Outbreak except us. <laughs> except yeah. the fans. Except the people that have kept it going yeah. this time. Yeah, don't worry about them. I mean, the police station could do with an extra floor, to be honest. It needs a bigger detention block. It needs more offices. Ah. It needs bathrooms. It needs a K9 unit. See, that's interesting. If you know, to sort of overcome that restriction limitation, if they keep it exactly the same, but as you say, don't change the original. Have that there, but then build something on top, something additional yeah, like, on top of the original. Yeah, that would work very well. Like they did with the mansion. Of course. It's still yeah. the same mansion, isn't it? Just with extra rooms bolted on and little subtle mm. changes here and there and I think that's all a police station needs because it's perfectly explained why it looks the way it is because it's a former art museum yeah and I was, I'm, I'm trying to think are there any sections of the RPD in Resident Evil 3 that we saw that we don't see in 2 or there's certainly the additional streets we could maybe see in 2 that's how they could expand it slightly by you know what we got in, in RE3 and also fix the uh, sewage treatment farm error yes because that's uh, yeah. there's no way that can fit anywhere really is there there's always been errors and geographical records magic elevators and all that crap you know it's not a uncommon aspect of the game but I think if it's changed fundamentally there's problems I mean you could tell as you said it was the same mansion in Resident Evil 1 than the remake it was just updated with new bits mm. so I, I suppose if, if they did that well yeah that'd be fine because all you're doing is making the new Resident Evil game the, the canon version and if they don't make Remake 3, you just go, well, you just didn't see it. Or, you know, perhaps there needs to be a new outhouse or something like that, I don't know. Like a guardhouse mm. edition. Mm. Or, you know, they, they could just put a new file in and say that it's just a regional RPD or something, you know. Yeah. Not, the, not the main one. That's why it's all so small. You know, you could, they could easily go, oh, this was our, you know, although Chief Irons was here, that's because he's a, he, he had his office and he, he liked to have his stuffed tigers in the, in the back. The actual main brand new super built RPD is just down the road. Whether that would leave a, a slight foul taste in the mouth, I don't know. But, you know. Yes. Would it? Okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, Vito, for that call in. Always appreciative. And I think it, it, uh, you combined with George gave a bit of more of an optimistic viewing going forward compared to the, uh, dark side negativity that enveloped most of us on the podcast <laughs> that's a bit harsh <laughs> it's impossible isn't it it's never going to happen it's best it's going to be what average but that can't even happen it's going to be a letdown i can't see in any way how any of this is going to come up well it may do but particularly when nick gave that list before my heart sank a little each time you said something because i knew oh my god that's then that's not going to happen Look on the bright side, at least it's still at least another year away. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, that first trailer's going to probably answer, you know, 99 out of 100 questions. Yeah. 
There's been so many additions to Resident Evil 2 and the Raccoon City incident over the years with Ada there, Wesker kind of being there and Simmons and even bloody what's-his-face from Degeneration playing a role. You know, it's become such a pivotal moment that actually if you just sit down and play Resident Evil 2 it feels quite detached from what's going on. So it's an opportunity to kind of correct that but at the same time try and maintain its the soul and the atmosphere of the first game. It's, it's a very hard thing to do and um, I have zero faith that the... Um, team would be able to do it i think the only hope there would have been any chance would have been if it was literally the exact team from before on this and if it had been their idea even their idea to go forward with it and and they were all over this then there may have been a slight chance well i still think even they would have problems yeah definitely oh yeah yeah but i'm saying there would have been a slight chance if it had been them you would have had more chance of recreating the original experience but you don't know if that's what they're going for with this remake that's the problem yeah we've, we don't actually even know do we I mean, on, on a completely set, you know, minor note, you know, the Star Wars universe, you know, a new book gets announced and they say, oh, it's, it fits in between A New Hope and the first comic book. And instantly fans go, hmm, because there's a big book that happens after the film. And you go, well, that, that, in order for that to fit, that's got to happen, that's got to happen. And you instantly get worried that it's going to wreck on it. And, you know, that, that, that's so far they've avoided it in, in the Star Wars universe. But it is a near impossible job, I think, if you if you think of it from a practical point of view. And to make the game relevant and exciting for a modern day audience, it's hard. And unless they add, keep it exactly the same, but then add an entirely new area where, like, Leon, instead of going to the sewers, they first go to an abandoned factory or something. I think that's the only... I think yeah. that's the way they can do it, yeah. Yeah, that's the, sort of the only formula for success is, yeah, exactly the same but like Batman says and you say with these sort of the extra environments or the, yeah there's hope there if they can do that well, it's like the Lisa Trevor bits isn't it yeah you know you've got loads of new areas outside in remake that you never had in the first game and yet yeah. it added so much to make the game feel long well make the game longer more action packed a new boss fight and that I think to keep us happy it's the only way they could really do it if they wanted to keep the game as pure as it was is that you know before perhaps even before they get to the RPD after they go to Kendo but with with Lisa Trevor they had that already from the demo didn't they so is there anything we can think of that they had from the beta or, or an unused concept from two that because that's why the George Trevor fitted so nicely in there as the architect you know it wasn't kind of yeah but that, only the name they had the diaries but they had his letters didn't they um, yeah, but they, the whole Lisa Trevor was added for the remake. The whole oh yeah, no, so Lisa, yeah, no, yeah, but the kind of I suppose the you know the general idea of who she was and that story already existed in the, in the beta, if you like. And I was just wondering if there was something similar in RE2 because that would allow it to kind of contextually work better because it was sort of already kind of planned anyway and would just slot nicely in there. An example could be when they get on the um, the underground subway or whatever it is. How do they get to the marshalling yard? It's, yeah, it's that tram thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, what they could do is instead of a, a swift ride all the way from the sewers to the marshalling yard, it stops halfway through and they've got to get off and there's a whole new part of Raccoon City that you've never seen before halfway between the city centre and halfway between the outskirts. <laughs> you know, that could add another whole hour two hours i just think then you're gonna get like mixing styles though you know you would you would you would and it'd feel very detached but i wonder if that's being considered just to keep it trying to keep everyone happy okay we've had a second call in this is from member yoke let's take a listen to what he's got to say good morning everyone yoke here i managed to hopefully fix my mic a little bit i realize it's been sounding low for a while now Uh, i just realized that there was a setting option for it so uh, I'm an idiot, uh, but yeah, hopefully you guys can hear me a little bit better. 
uh, we'll see if that's a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, Resident Evil 2 Remake, or Remake 2, I'm not sure what we're calling it. But uh, I'm kind of torn on it right now. Uh, part of me wants to see it fail. It wants the entire fan base to burn. <laughs> kind of like what I think is going to happen with Final Fantasy VII, because there's no way that's going to meet everyone's expectations. But um, honestly, what I think mainly is that this will surprise us because e- even though I have like not really hate for Capcom, uh, they're they're not at Konami levels for me right now. It's more of disappointment. But there's one thing I think Capcom has never been a disappointment on is that, that is remakes. I I know no game they've remade that has been bad, decent but not bad. You've had the Strider remake, you've had the Bionic Commando remake. Now reboots they they mess up all the time. I think. But I, I think Resident Evil 2 will surprise us. The only thing I'm about is all the things they may add from a story perspective. Because you got Surya, you got Simmons, you got uh, Events of Outbreak, you got uh, Frederick Downing, you even have uh, Irving running around, if I remember one of the files from Five Right. So it just seems like there's a lot of things they could add, and I think it'd be best if they just kind of split it off and add it to a Resident Evil 3 remake if they ever do it down the line. And I think that's actually a really good possibility right now. On the subject of uh, remaking other Resident Evil games, I, I really hope they get to Survivor one day. I, I think it necessarily needs one. Or at least a Chronicles game dedicated to it and possibly Dead Aim. But I guess we got Umbrella Corpse to tie us over for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil Zero HD. Oh, this looks so awesome. I, I really can't say anything more about it. I love Zero so much, and this was a great surprise for me. I'm so happy more people have a chance to play this now. Oh, but this, even the setup, I loved when they uh, first announced it. I, I think this was when they first announced it. They brought out the uh, director just to say hi. And I, I really like when they bring back uh, a team when they... Uh, the old original team when they uh, remake or remaster something it just it makes me smile for some reason and uh, the uh, uh, N64 beta video they released that I don't think anyone has seen before that really blew my mind I, I want to see more of that but anyway back on to uh, HD uh, the only thing I'm really disappointed about is how there's no collector's edition because the map that came with the Resident 1 HD collection that, that was just a beautiful collector's item for any Resident Evil fan. I just can't understand why they didn't have one for this. I guess because it's not that popular, and I've seen a few people say it's because there's really nothing memorable about Zero, but I think a lot of people remember the leeches. So I, I just don't get why they did include something like a, a plastic blue and green leech, but oh well. I almost forgot about the new Wesker mode. Uh, th- this is one for me. I really don't like hearing Richard and DC Douglas voice Wesker in the same game. It's it's kind of jarring. Uh, what I do find interesting, though, besides Wesker having high beams now, is why Rebecca is still there. I'm kind of hoping this is hinting at something. Because looking at her costume, it seems like she has the P3 device on her chest. One of my favorite uh, fan theories is Rebecca, for whatever reason, uh, joined forces with Albert after the Raccoon City incident. I'm kind of hoping this is hinting at something for Resident Evil 7, because we have not seen Rebecca in quite some time. 
Well, that's it for my call-in. I will leave you guys with a question, if you don't mind. Do you guys want to see another Resident Evil game remade or remastered? Or would you rather see Resident Evil 7 come out next? Or would you rather see something new, like Umbrella Corpse? <laughs> Take care, guys. Well, a very in-depth call-in there from Yoke. Um, I think we discussed quite a lot about the potential need for a remake 3, almost. And I like the idea of what Yoke presents in all the extra stuff that we actually went in quite a bit of detail back in the podcast is actually put into that game. And therefore the, the, the remake 2 is left alone, which would be an interesting idea. Mm, it's one of those things that's i think we're all kind of deciding whether or not it's a good idea to remake it or whether or not we want to see another game i still don't even have an answer for that either <laughs> i did like his overwhelming positivity from yoke and yet in the same breath he did want to see capcom fans burn in hell so i'm not sure <laughs> swings and roundabouts <laughs> was... complete opposite end but all right but yeah um that's uh, it's completely missed that point with with richard war and dc douglas being in effectively the same game I mean, we were thinking about it as a, as a non-canon mode, possibly. So maybe a lot of people don't think that's so bad if it's going to be the case. But they could have got, yeah. I mean, they're not going to get War back just to do a bunch of these new lines for a mode that isn't potentially a full story mode. It's easy to get Douglas. Yes, I wonder if they could have used Douglas to dub over. Oh, well, then it becomes the whole thing like Silent Hill, the HD collection of that, and how people got very upset about the replacement of what was the original. I mean, yeah, okay, they could have provided an option and had both, but then that seems a little bit excessive. Yes, yeah, so a DC is. Douglas mode on the options. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Yoke asked a question a bit about any other games that want to be remade. Uh, Mr. Spencer, did you have any preference? Uh... I just kind of want to see the series done at this point. Oh, okay, point. We're, we're at that level. <laughs> just, I just, I've been at that level for a while. I just think, you know, it was done a long time ago, and Capcom, they're not going to let go of such an established brand name so easily. But I think in the long term, they really should, and then focus on setting up a new brand, you know, a new franchise. Not on the reboot. Yeah. The reboot train. Um, well, it wouldn't really be a reboot, would it? Because it'd be the same name, but it's not really going to be a reboot. No, but such, is that, yeah, but I was, I was asking, is that where you're at? If they suddenly said, that's it, starting again. Oh, you mean in terms of the yeah, narrative yeah, yeah. and the law yeah. and all that stuff? But, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of 50 50 on that because, on one hand, I think it's a good idea. You know, I want them to sort of start over. But on the other hand, I'm sort of thinking, I think they need to just, in terms of starting over, just drop it dead completely. And then just start over in the form of a new franchise under a different name and go from there. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't work for Capcom and they're going to do what they're going to do in the end. And my opinion isn't really going to change anything that they decide to do. The wheels are already in motion, but I guess I would like to see a reboot. But again, I, I don't know. I don't care enough for the series to have a valid opinion, but. I guess a reboot wouldn't hurt. Okay, well, thank you for that insightful comment, because I think if you listen back to all our podcasts right from the beginning, there's probably this general kind of sway going, yeah, series is crap, then series is bad, series, yeah, you know. As... Well, that's, it's cyclical, isn't it? Is that your pronounce that word? It's cyclical? Yeah. There you go, that's it, yeah. It's that word, because basically what it is, is that it's like with World of Warcraft. I see a similarity between the Resident Evil fan base and the World of Warcraft right. fan base, and they're two long-standing franchises. And I guess this could probably be a long-standing franchise. Is that you've got all these loyal fans? You know, people become so sort of uh, detached and indifferent and jaded and 
distant from it. They think, oh, it's crap, it's terrible. You know, and it's at a low point. And then they announce a new game, or they bring out, they announce a new expansion. Suddenly, all you know, interest has peaked again. Everyone sort of jumps back on the bandwagon. Oh, it might be different. Things might be different. Do this. They might do that. So, you know, everyone gets hyped up about it. And then, of course, it disappoints and fails level to the hype and it goes back down again and then there's a the low point the disinterest you know indifference you know, it goes up and then it happens again when they bring out you know resident evil 8 oh well it could be different this time and people never learn you know we never really change and we kind of stick in this mindset of you know it could be better oh, it's not better what a disappointment oh fuck it oh look it could be better and it goes on and on and on and until we listen to ourselves and until we grow out that mentality until we change then honestly the series is never going to change and it's always going to be that cycle oh, thanks God, that, that sounded right. amazing. We could put, <laughs> we could put some music or something to it. It might be because I'm right. on medication, but that was really amazing. <laughs> well, thank you, Yoke, for the call in and, and generating such a response. Um, we'll now end our discussion and move over to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. New questions. New challenges. Each broadcast, a new quiz to test the resolve. Neptune's Biohazard Quiz! So welcome one and all to this edition of Neptune's Quiz where we have five biohazard themed questions that will test your brains and your knowledge of the series. So if everyone can clear their desktop... Can I just ask you, um, this isn't biohazard no, stars, is it? We only done one. I no, haven't missed haven't. one of those, no, have I? Still, but, oh, that was fantastic. We're still that was waiting really on great, Mr. Spencer one. to prepare all the paperwork for that one. Question number one. This is actually inspired by our biohazard stars episode. So which is the odd one out? Glimmer, the Tyrant T-O-400-TP, and the Liquor Beta. Question number two. Complete the sequence. Queen Leech second mutation. Christ, I'm going to need an iPad <laughs> for real here. Queen Leech second mutation. T-002 super mode. G fifth mutation. What's next? One's Jesus more, please, Christ. Next. It's quite a simple sequence. Oh, right. University <laughs> challenge, yeah? It's inspired by Only Connect, if you watch that quiz show on BBC4. So the first one, Queen Leech, second mutation. The T002 in super mode. G, fifth mutation. What's the next in the sequence? Question at number three. We all know that Dario Rosso longed to be an author, but oh, who yes. discouraged him from being the salesman we all know and love? Who discouraged yes, him? being that author. Thank God, because I really thought I was going to be on zero for this week. 
Okay, question number four. What was the name of the dog-based B.O.W. seen in Revelations 2? Bastard. (laughs) And finally, question number five. Who was responsible for the maintenance of research equipment in Raccoon City for Umbrella? Can you, sorry, can you repeat Who that, please? Who was responsible please? for maintenance of research equipment in Raccoon City for Umbrella? For Umbrella. Maintenance equipment in Raccoon this is mega City. Up this week, I've no idea. Any this is really, this is yeah. Is it me or is it really hard this week? <laughs> I've no idea. You're gonna get a single one right, I think. That's right. So uh, join us after this, and we'll see how everyone has done. Welcome back to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. An interesting week, I think you will agree. So question number one was this. Which was the odd one out? Glimmer, Tyrant T0400, and the Liquor Beater. Uh, half a point if you get the right one. Half a point if you can tell me why. So there's, there's points up for grabs. We'll start with Star's Tyrant. Uh, I went for the Tyrant just because it's the only one of the three that can be controlled. Okay. Now, bear in mind, I'll take the same caveat that Batman did when we did um, Biohazard Stars. Is that, yes, technically there could be a few answers. Depends which one I've had written down. So, uh, George Trevor? I was thinking it's the Tyrant's the odd one out, because it's the only one that's not aquatic-based. Yeah, that's my answer. I was going to go with the Glimmer, but I have no idea why. I'm just guessing. Uh, Batman? Um, I'm going to say the Liquor Beater was developed by Tricell, and the other two were Umbrella. Ah, half a point for Batman. Liquor Beater? Batman is correct with his odd one out, but the reason I went for was that only the Lycobita is a main species, where the other two are classified as subspecies. What's the glimmer of subspecies? Because the glimmer was found in the dead aim, was like sort of in the waterways, wasn't it? And they didn't even know how it got there or what it was. It's a hunter yeah. subspecies. Oh, of so course. Half a point for Batman. Good, so question well, number done. two complete the sequence from Queen Leech second mutation, T002 super mode, G fifth mutation, what comes next? Batman. I'll be honest, I don't really understand what you're asking me. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't understand. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, I th- I Can think... I have some some sort of clue because I don't know where you're going with this. I, I, I think oh, we'll, I've got we'll, an we'll answer. Turn over to Star's Tyrant. Go on. Um, Nemesis Final Mutation. Okay. But I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know if it had a name because you've you've gone for the games in the kind of sequence yes. there. But I don't know what the name of Nemesis Final Mutation is. I don't know whether it had a name. George <laughs> okay. Trevor. Just Super Nemesis or something. I don't know, but I think that's a good answer from Stars. I think that must be the right answer. That's a good answer. It's the final know. mutation of each of the yeah. things, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know what Nemesis's name was. I don't uh, know. Six. Rombie, <laughs> 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 yeah. what did you put? Uh, I didn't have anything. Yeah, but that sounds plausible to me. But what it is, I don't know. So, correct. The answer is Nemesis. I was trying to trick you all out. I thought you might have all got it. Because it's the Queen Leech second mutation is the final boss fight. Tyrant T002 in super mode. G fifth mutation is the final boss fight in Resident Evil 2. The final boss fight in Resident Evil 3, of course, is the Nemesis. And I was hoping you'd all say third mutation. Because that's what it is. But then I was going to try and trick you all out by going, well, actually, then you take a bit right at the end where she goes stars, I'll give you stars. So, arguably, that's the fourth mutation. Is that a mutation stage, though, Ryan? Anyway, I'll give stars the point there for identifying Nemesis, so that was very good. That was actually a good question, but yeah, I think you ruined it the way you asked it, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
duly noted. <laughs> Question number three. Uh, we all know that Darren Ross so long to be an author, but who discouraged him from taking that path? George Trevor. I've got to get this right, because if not, I'm on zero. Is it, it was his mother. I thought it was his mother that discouraged him from being an author, not from being a salesman. Batman. Sorry. Yeah, his mother. Yeah. Robbie. All oh, I could think of was the same thing, mother, but I wasn't Star's sure. I just went daughter. I don't know uh, his mother, yes, it's his mother. Uh, it oh, yes. discouraged him from being an author, and so he was forced to go and become a salesman. Oh, I got that right, even though I, I misheard your question. I thought you said in the question you asked, who discouraged him from being a, a no, salesman? No. Question number four was, what is the name of the dog-based yeah. B.O.W. seen in Revelations 2? I do find, because there's so many different stupid names for B.O.W.s now, everyone's kind of quite forgetful now yeah. of what they're all called. There doesn't appear to be any logic. Um, so, Romby, did you know this one? No, for that exact reason, I can't remember what's no, I, I can't. I no, seriously. I, I used to know everyone <laughs> yeah. off by heart. And then, I've, it's, again, it started with Resident Evil 4. Uh, Batman, did you know? I think it's Arthas. Okay, George? I won't go on, but I think that's actually a thing point, what you just said, Nick, because you, you, you're right. The BOWs really were quite a thing, and you really wanted to know about them, read about them, and find out how they developed and what virus-based. And, and now you're right, they're just, just a whole load of crazy <laughs> shit. Uh, you're right, it started with Resident <laughs> Evil 4, and it, it, it's, yeah, it's a real shame. But uh, for that reason, I almost don't know what any of the BOWs have been called since RE4 onwards. But I think this one stuck in my mind because it's, um, it's that French thing, the returns. Is it, it's a revenant. Is they call it the, okay. the revenant. Okay. And first time, what did you put? No, I've no, no idea. Points to Batman. It is authorous. Very good. Revenant is the one that has stuck in my mind, I believe, is the uh, Ouroboros. Well done, Batman. How did you... Was it... A Revenant wasn't like a dog. How did you know that, Batman? Authorus, yeah. It took me a couple of minutes, but I just remembered. That's why you're the man. Because there's there's hardly any BOWs in uh, Revelations 2 compared to some Mm. of the other games. Hmm. Like in Resident Ooh. Evil 6 alone, there was like 20 different types of Juavo. And I actually like that design. I, I like that B.O.W., the dog thing. Yeah, with the thing sticking out, it's quite nasty. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Question number five is, who was responsible for the maintenance of research equipment for Umbrella in Raccoon City? This is a very difficult question. Uh, Romby, did you know? No clue. Uh, George? No, no, Batman. no idea. Uh, Angelica Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, is this outbreak? Uh, Star Tyler Hamilton. <laughs> 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 How on earth did you know that, Batman? It's a cracking timeline <laughs> question because it's one of those pointless entries you can put in because I think she cleans the lab every third Wednesday of the month or something. <laughs> Is this from Outbreak? It's in Resident Evil 2. I think it's the sewer yes, management correct. facts where he's talking about who's got clearance to go through the sewers. Ooh, correct. Yeah, I put it in yeah. for a Resident Evil 2 record. But you know, the amount of times I play Resident Evil, we're thinking like, you know, John's this kind of lunatic, you know, kind of the sort of, you know, for, no, in terms of like the, the obsession that must in learning and, and remembering that, you know, the amount of times I've played RE2 and seen that file, if it is in one of the file on the screen, then I, I should have known that as well. We all should have, we all should have known that. Well, let's see how everyone did. So, uh, points all round eventually, uh, both from B, George and Stars Time finishing on a point apiece, but Batman the clear winner this week with three and a half points. Well done, Batman. So, that concludes Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Join us next time when we'll have some more questions. Episode 32 of the Project Umbrella podcast. I'm not sure what we're going to be discussing. Um, Anyone have any thoughts they can 
pop it on our Facebook page or Project Umbrella and we can go from there. Don't even know when we're going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll see what comes out. I'm sure there'll be a trailer of something as we approach Christmas, a teaser maybe for Remake 2. We might get back together and have another, perhaps another character special like we did with Ada Wong last time. So looking forward to something along the lines of that. Uh, that concludes our podcast. Thank you very much for listening. It's goodbye for me, Neptune. Bye from me, Batman. Goodbye from me, Stars Tyrant. And it's goodbye from me, George Trevor. Goodbye from me, Rumbi. <laughs>